is there going to be a declaration of a state of emergency, at least around power? Well, that was not the case. The president deciding that it is not necessarily uh, in where we are is not enough to trigger a state of emergency, but rather that there are things that government can be doing. How did he describe it? We don't need a state of emergency to uh, make decisions and policy interventions that make common sense. Well, let's get reaction then to some of the announcements made uh, last night by the president. We're joined by Debo Khas, who is the president of the SMME Forum. Debo, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Firstly, as the SMME Forum, what do you make of the announcements made by the president and how do you think these interventions will assist, if at all, small businesses in the country? Well, thanks, Kathy. Uh, and before I proceed, let me also take the opportunity to wish Banyana Banyana uh, 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 not well, but what was the way? <laughs> Congratulate Banyana Banyana for the epic win. And uh, some of us can welcome them in, in person at the airport, but I'm wearing a Banyana Banyana t shirt myself. So. Um, having said that, I think we, we do welcome the announcement by the president, although, quite honestly, it's too little. Uh, I dare say too late. Hopefully it's not too late. But it is too little, and I'll tell you why. What we would have expected is for the president to make definite, concrete announcement. For example, we should be saying we are, we are starting with the procurement or RFP for Bid window fight next week or on this particular day. Not say we are going to, we are going to, we are going to. Most of the things have got no timeline and some of them have got no uh, amount. For example, including the procurement of uh, extra capacity, electricity capacity from Botswana and, and Zambia. It's not stated how much is that, how much capacity is available from those from those countries and when is it going to be available immediately or are there still going to be negotiations around those things? So for me, the problem is he lacks the sense of agency. He doesn't seem to appreciate the fact that we, with every hour, with small businesses that are struggling to make ends meet. I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. Let me invite onto the show uh, Professor Mark Swilling, who is co-director of the Centre for Sustainability Transitions at the University of Stellenbosch. Professor Swilling, good morning to you. Good morning. What do you make of that point raised by Tabor that, you know, the speech did not really contain lots of time frames about when we can expect a lot of these interventions to come on board? Well, the the president was advised to paint a big picture rather than to provide the details. The detailed plans do exist. Operation Wulundela in the presidency has been coordinating uh, the drafting of those detailed plans uh, in consultation with the various stakeholders. So I think, uh, 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 and and some of those plans were shared with the expert group on, on Saturday morning. So I'm pretty confident that the plans do exist. Some of the time frames are fixed. So bid window five is is already uh, is already done. Bid window six, the date is set, um, and doubling the quota for bid window six to 5.2 gigs is a very specific target. And there's a fixed time frame for for those bids to be submitted. 
And to the extent, Prof, that um, the announcements that were made, and this is something that has been raised by um, other organizations, not just the SMME Forum, but that when it comes to the procurement of power, so we're talking about renewables, we're talking about our neighboring countries, but we don't have specifics in terms of how much energy we actually believe will get out of some of these interventions. Well, it was. Uh, it, uh, I, I don't think I agree with that. I think mm. it was made pretty specific. So there are 83 projects uh, in terms of the previous uh, 100 megawatt uh, space, which has now been lifted. So it's a it's a it's an open uh, framework for what are called CNI projects, commercial and industrial projects. So it's 83 projects worth. 6,200 megawatts, and if you add up what that's going to, what investment that will generate, it's 76 billion rand, and none of that will, uh, that won't cost the state a cent. It will be privately generated, and it is a huge opportunity for smaller businesses uh, to take advantage of that, as well as the, the rooftop space. Yes, no specific numbers were provided. As far as the REAP is concerned, specific numbers were provided, which is 5.2 gigs. So if you add the 5.2 and the 6.2 together, it's well over the 10,000 megawatts that the National Planning Commission was recommending. All right. We're going to continue with this conversation in a moment. You're hearing there the, the voice of uh, Professor Mark Swilling, co-director uh, of the Center for Sus- Sustainability Trans- Transitions uh, at the University of Stellenbosch. Tabor has also a president of the SMME Forum. It's 9.30. Luanda Maume standing by with your headlines. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. You're listening to the talking point for our thinking point this morning. We continue getting your reaction then to the announcements made by the president last night. And as far as the interventions, um, this is in response to the country's energy crisis are concerned. I'll be taking your calls 011714. 2006. That's the number to dial this morning. And on the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. Dabo Khas is uh, the president of the SMME Forum. He's on the line, including Professor Mark Swilling, who is with uh, Stellenbosch University. So, Dabo, what are the other reflections that you as uh, the SMME Forum have been making over that announcement? Yes, and before I, I, I respond to that, um, uh, let me let me just say to Professor Sweden, we, we are not dismissing the efforts made, but what you're saying is that the agency doesn't seem to be there. If you talk about this, uh, the 5,200 extra, uh, 5,260 extra mega, mega, uh, sorry, 5,200 extra megawatts that you're talking about, that will only come on, on, on board at least 24 or longer months from, from now. Uh, what do you think that what the state of the SMEs is dire that no, most of them cannot wait another month, never mind two years or three years later for such capacity to come on board. And what we have hoped for when we were promised that there's going to be a major groundbreaking announcement was that something along the line of what the Elon Musk uh, and others did in Australia by installing battery packs, you know, the that mega packs that they installed that provided, um, you know, quite substantial. Uh, energy to the to, to the grid in Australia, and and, and immediately in, in a very short space of time, because here we've had load shedding for for, for for ages, and more and more businesses have gone under, 
and we cannot wait much longer. So we needed something immediately. Like, for example, the procurement from the neighboring countries is an immediate solution. We wanted to know how much of that is coming. Maybe the president ought to have waited until his team had finalized their plan, which we are saying they're busy working on the details. So that when he comes and confronts the public, he'll be able to say, this is what we have decided on. Not to say in broad stroke, this is what we are going to do, and yet other people are working on the integrities because mm. we have he's lost the credibility insofar as the public is concerned. All the the trust evidence has evaporated, and therefore he's just not seen to be delivering on the goods. We need the numbers, and when are those numbers going to be delivered? The sooner the better. Just on that issue that you're raising about how quickly um, this power will be coming on board, one of the announcements, of course, included the use of mobile generators. Um, to to supplement at least the, the current generation capacity, um, do do you not think that that would be sufficient? Even though we don't have much details about how those would work, where they would be uh, stationed, etc. But it sounds like something that could happen relatively quickly. But but also the capacity, how they're going to be deployed, and how much energy can we expect from that? How is it going to plug? Is going to be sufficient to plug the the the, the energy gap, you know, in in, in the grid. And it, it, these are the kind of details that we don't we don't know. So we just say, hear somebody saying, trust me, I'm on top of this. Trust me. He's been saying, trust me, uh, many years ago in 2019 or 2018. I can't remember when he was recorded to have said um, this thing will be done in 18 months. I mean, so how how are you going to trust somebody who hasn't been able to to live up to their own weight? All right. So, so overall, then, Dabal, before I let you go, um, your sentiment as the SMME forum is that while you welcome the announcement, you feel that there's still a lot of gaps um, and pretty much that the position that many of your members find themselves in today has not and will not change anytime soon. Absolutely. That's a nub of it all. And, and the time is of the essence. And SMEs, especially survivalist type of SMEs, they don't have another day extra to spare. And if you're talking about 5,200 that is going to come in two years or three years later, it's not going to be helpful. And most of this project will only see the day of that five years down the line after the procurement process has been concluded. And, and, and we live in a litigious um, uh, uh, country. Some of them are obviously going to be litigated, hopefully not. But by the time we get this problem sorted, it will be five or ten years down the line. The president of long vacated office. Okay, Deborah, let's leave it there for this morning. Professor Swilling, let me give you a chance then to respond to uh, part of what Deborah has raised and also just to reflect on the concerns that they have as the SMME Forum. Well, you know, Kathy, <clears throat> things have been so bad in South Africa. We've had load shedding for 15 years. There's 15 year olds running around who don't know what a load free, load shedding free South Africa actually looks like. So it's not surprising that uh, he's so negative. Uh, but negativity has become a South African culture. Um, and it can be mutually reinforcing and self-defeating. So I would say to him, listen, uh, try and look at, what, look at the glass half full rather than half empty. And what you will see is that there is urgency. Um, so, for example, they're going to buy the surplus generated by the ITPs, which is now currently wasted. They are going to install storage uh, on scale. They are going to to buy power from from the SA power pool, which has been a not, you know that, that hasn't been clar- clarified before. There are dates 
for procuring more renewable energy. And for all of his members, uh, what they can contribute to the national effort in, the, in a belief in the possibility that we can conquer this load-shedding monster is put solar panels on the rooftops of their businesses. Because if you work out the finances of it, and if you look at the cash that is available for them to borrow to do that, it actually works out in the interest, can improve their bottom line. So I think instead of moaning, it would be better to kind of say, this is a step in the right direction. However, lots of detail still needs, needs to be uh, worked out. And it's in the interest of the small businesses to get into to get into, into into securing their own energy. In fairness, Prof, some of the businesses we're talking about, at least that we have spoken to on this platform, can't even afford to be investing in generators right now because a lot of them have not even had the opportunity of recovering, you know, from, from COVID-19. There's absolutely no doubt that our economy is in trouble. Small businesses are, are collapsing. Things are crashing. Uh, there's no doubt that things are bad. No one should actually try and uh, counter that in any way. But when things slightly improve, we need to recognize it and say, what advantage can we take? Sure, there are some businesses who won't be able to sell panels or a generator, but there's some who do. Uh, and in so doing, they will be able to improve their own bottom line, but also contribute to the national effort to get rid of load shedding as soon as possible. Mm. It, you know, I suppose ultimately it's about saying, are we the kind of society that caters only to those that are able to pull them up by their bootstraps? Or do we go the extra mile in recognizing that there are some business owners who have put blood, sweat and tears into their businesses and would very much want to get solar panels. There are South Africans who would very much like to get solar panels. But unfortunately, you know, the economy is such that, that they can't afford it. And the question really is, how do we help those individuals out? Because they're the same individuals who haven't been able to access funding, including the funding that was made available um, under uh, the COVID-19 intervention plans. And, and it's about, you know, how do we respond to the problems that are affecting those that are not within the pool of access? I absolutely agree with you. Um, and uh, what, what we are seeing, for example, in the growth of illegal connections is the way in which people are responding, illegal connections to electricity, is the way in which people are responding desperately to these very dire circumstances. And yes, I, I completely agree with you. We, 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 we could have done better with regard to welfare and the basic income grant. We could have done better in supporting uh, businesses during the, um, during, the, during the pandemic, absolutely. But, you know, in a, in a sea of bad news, there's one thing that actually is starting to move forward in the right direction, which is uh, steps to bring load shedding to an end, which affects every single South African, doesn't matter how rich or poor you are. All right, Professor Mark Swilling, we'll leave it there for this morning. He's co-director of the Centre for Sustainability Transitions at the University of Stellenbosch. I wonder what you make of that. The number to dial, 11 714 I'll be taking your calls after this.